Hello everybody, welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host James Chen aka Jay Chenzor. Hope everybody out there is doing well. I, for one, am recovering <laughs> from the Street Fighter 6 uh, open beta this last weekend. Literally all I did yesterday was pretty much sleep because I didn't get much sleep over the weekend uh, from playing and just having fun with the Street Fighter 6 uh, open beta. I was really, really glad that everybody had a chance to play the game now and that so many people got their hands on the game. The amount of tech that people have been finding with this game and the amount, I mean, this is just what happens when you get a game like this into the hands of so many people is that you start finding all sorts of craziness uh, in the game. And so it was really, really cool to see all the stuff that everybody was finding and, and just even from compared to the open beta, I mean from the closed betas, the amount of development and tech that people were finding was really, really, really impressive uh, to be honest with you. So uh, needless to say, thanks to the uh, open beta and me just being absolutely exhausted yesterday and stuff, was, I didn't really have a chance to, uh, you know, uh, properly, I guess, uh, have some topics ready for this week. As you can see, I've got a couple of extra things over here on the side. Uh, but I also wanted to take the opportunity just to kind of open this up for a Q&A. Uh, I've had some Q&A. Uh, it was Tuesday podcast, but I want to have this one geared a little bit more towards Street Fighter Six a little bit more because what I want to have happen is I just I want to answer questions that you guys have about the game I want to answer questions to help you guys prepare yourself for the game or just to get my thoughts on what the game was like uh, and whether or not you know I quote enjoyed it or not obviously I I had an absolute blast uh, I mean, Tap2GG asked earlier that was the beta fun for me, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I enjoyed it so much, but right now, the, uh, the fact that the game is coming out in less than two weeks makes the fact that the beta ended hurt a lot less. But based on my experience so far, this is shaping up to be maybe and I, I I say this with no exaggeration but this might be the best Street Fighter at launch that we have ever seen honestly like honestly honestly this might be the best Street Fighter at launch because let me tell you like if you consider them all games in the same series, right? Like Street Fighter V obviously had an awful launch, right? Like just, just absolutely disaster. But like Alpha 1, pretty awful game in the end. Street Fighter 3, pretty awful game <laughs> in the end, you know? And so obviously they got better with Alpha 2 and, and even Alpha 3 is debatable depending on who you are. I prefer Alpha 3 to Alpha 2, but you know, eventually we got the third strike after second impact was such a problem. So, you know, we, we would eventually get there, but honestly, Street Fighter 6 might just be the absolute, absolute best launch Street Fighter game that we have ever, ever, ever seen. And again, no exaggeration. 
So let me answer some of these questions here that uh, I've been seeing some people. Uh, did I reach master with Kimberly? Uh, I got to diamond two. I honestly didn't actually play that much ranked uh, during this course of this weekend. I played a lot. I mean, there was like six hours or seven hours worth of matches that I have. <laughs> but uh, I was also doing a lot of other stuff during the course of the weekend. Um, is this the first time a new Street Fighter game, asks Super Moose, is landing to open arms and not people crowing about how old Street Fighter is best Street Fighter? Uh, this one seems to be... Uh, I think yes. I think the answer to this is yes, Super Moose. But I also think that that is a result of Street Fighter V being absolutely the most different Street Fighter game of all Street Fighters. When Street Fighter V came out, it was such a different style of game, a different mentality of game, that it created a lot of hatred. Like I said, the launch was really bad. And so there was just a lot going against Street Fighter V to begin with. And a lot of old school Street Fighter players felt very disconnected from the game because it was it eventually turned into a game less about decision making but more about you know situation memorization that led to the de decision making like some of these players they don't want to study they just want to jump in and play and have fun uh, Street Fighter 5 was very difficult to do that with right Street Fighter 5 is a game of math and numbers and memorization that eventually lead to the joyous joys of decision making but it takes a lot to get around that and a lot of uh previous top players and even previous casual players couldn't get into it so the reason why street fighter 6 seems to be being so welcome with such open arms right now is one the effort is obviously there right we can see world tour we can see all the references to the old stuff there's just a lot in this game to unpack for street fighter fans in general uh, the second reason is because a lot of the people who loved Street Fighter 4 who were disenfranchised with Street Fighter 5, they've got a fighting game back now that kind of more caters to that heart decision making. And honestly, it seems very welcome to a lot of people. Now, trust me, when the game comes out, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to play it and be like, you know what? I hate this. I don't like this at all. And then there's going to be the haters out there. And a lot of the, it's the circle of fighting game life. It's going to happen. But in general, uh, it's definitely being received more positively than I've ever seen any Street Fighter game. And I am absolutely terrified to death about this because with great expectations, you know, pride comes before a fall, as they say. With great expectations, you know, the, the, the higher the expectations, the steeper the fall uh, if it doesn't turn out to be as good as you want it. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous for that reason because I want this game to be amazing, so, so amazing because this feels like our first real opportunity, especially with Tekken 8 and Mortal Kombat 1 just on the horizon. Like this feels like 2023 feels like this might be the year for fighting games to really start to try to break into the mainstream. And if Street Fighter 6 comes out with a successful launch and gets us kickstarted down that path, which Mortal Kombat continues, which Tekken then continues afterwards, we are going to be in a great, great position uh, for fighting games, uh, honestly. So that's... that's Oh, a lot of uh, a lot of pressure here, but uh, Magnoman fifty one. 
asks, I just picked up the game and really, really want to play Zangief, but I'm worried about the execution of the game. Any tips in general? Uh, yeah, the, uh, honestly, the execution in the game, well, for one, they have modern controls. So if this is your first Street Fighter and you have trouble, uh, doing some of the inputs like 360s with Zangief and stuff, uh, there are modern controls that can kind of ease you in a little bit, help you learn the footsies, and maybe you can transition over to Classic, although that transition will be very confusing if you haven't played uh, Classic controls of Street Fighter before. But also, I just want to mention, if you want to jump straight into Classic controls, because, you know, a lot of the characters, uh, for their special moves in modern controls, they only have access to one version of the move. For example, Ryu only has access to medium Tatsu and to medium, um, what do you call it? Medium Donkey Kick, right? And so as a result, if Zangief is added to the game and they don't give him access to light SPD, like modern control Zangief could be almost like not playable. <laughs> Theoretically speaking, right? Obviously, we don't know anything about the character, so who knows? But in general, if you do decide to go with the classic controls and you do try to decide to uh, work on the execution of the game, just remember a lot of, of some very fundamental concepts. First of all, turn on input history in training mode. Turn on input history. You will not believe how many execution issues that I have had that I've been able to solve by looking at what happens when I input it and something doesn't come out. I look over at the input history and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm doing this too fast. I got to do this or what, et cetera, et cetera. There's, a lot, there's also a lot of things they've added to the game in the training mode. There's this cancel window uh, feature where every time your character glows red, that's when you can cancel into special moves. And using that, as long as your knowledge is that you have to hit the button when your character is red during the cancel window, like if you do a, if you try to cancel a low forward into a fireball and the fireball doesn't come out, probably means the button is being pressed too late, right? And so using that little red glow in the training mode uh, will probably help you out a lot. There's a lot of ways to help it. Execution is, look, I am not a very dexterous person. And yet my execution for fighting games is actually really strong in terms of doing the difficult stuff. I'm not very good execution wise in, in, in terms of clutching out situations. Like there's two levels of execution. There is consistency and there is can you do the hard shit. I can do the hard shit, my consistency is bad, right? Because I get nervous and I drop shit all the time. However, doing the hard shit is good for me. But I'll tell you, I'm not a very dexterous person. The reason why my execution is good is because I've scienced it. I've scienced that shit. And so I understand what I'm supposed to do for execution and understand why combos work and don't work. And that has helped my execution a lot more by actually logically determining what to do. So, um, don't worry too much about the execution. You can science that shit. And if worse comes to worse, twitch.tv slash jchenzor after the game comes out. Come to my personal channel and 100% I will be able to help you out with any execution difficulties you have because I am also really good at teaching execution as well. So, uh, Lurker Spine says there's a good question in the Discord. How do you counter drive impacts? Drive impacts are very easy to counter. You just drive impact right back and it, it, it dies. The real question is, 
how do you get to react to it? Well, the answer to that is the best way to counter drive impacts is to always dedicate a lot, a tiny bit of your mental stack to it. Now, if you're at a range where if you block a drive impact, you don't hit the wall, you don't have to dedicate much uh, to it at all. Even in the last open beta, as bad as I am about drive impacts, I countered more than I did uh, in previous games because when I got put into the corner, I was just expecting it more often. I also got a little bit more used to smashing the three punch button with my pinky because I assigned that to drive impact. If you're a pad player, it's going to be a lot easier because you can assign drive impact to one of the top uh, left buttons over here. So as soon as you see it, you can just press it right away. For joystick users, countering drive impact is actually harder uh, for us than it is for pad players. However, getting myself used to just smashing that button with my pinky as fast as I can actually was improving my ability to counter the drive impact. There's actually like seven bazillion ways to counter drive impacts, but none, that is the issue. The issue is can you react to it when you see it? Those of you with good reactions, no problems. Those of you like me who have shitty reactions, you're just going to have to always remember that it's an ever-existing presence in the game. And the closer you get to the corner, the more you're going to have to dedicate mental stack to the drive impact and being ready for it to come out. And so that's kind of the best advice on how to counter uh, drive impact. Uh, and again, some people, like Super Moose are saying, they feel drive impact is very reactable if you spend a bit of time practicing the reactions to it. That's true for a lot of people. It's not true for me. Because <laughs> I suck at visual reactions. So if you're like me, uh, you're going to have to definitely put a little bit work, more work on it. Uh, Nuticon asks, where does SF6 fall on my heart, body, mind meter after spending time with it? Right now, it feels like it's a 50-50 between heart and mind. Uh, and I like that. So, because Street Fighter V was very frame data heavy, very mind heavy. It required you to memorize a lot of situations, study and understand frame data, etc., etc. Street Fighter VI has all of that, especially because the input buffer exists in Street Fighter VI as well. The input buffer is the number one reason why Street Fighter V ended up as much of a mind game as it was. has nothing to do with the frame data or how it was designed. The input buffer makes a game much more mind-based because it removes a lot of human error and everything is perfectly timed. So if I, if I have a three frame, a four frame button to punish a minus four, I will be able to land that 99% of the time. Unlike in Street Fighter 4, if I had a three frame button to punish a minus three, you would probably miss it like 70% of the time without a back plink, right? So the input buffer changed the game a lot. Street Fighter VI still has the input buffer and it's still very frame data based. However, the frame data is less arbitrary now in Street Fighter VI. So in Street Fighter V, you had to memorize what was plus. You just had to know. I always use the Karin Colleen example that Karin's crouching medium kick, which kicks and looks really fast and animates really fast, is minus on block, but Colleen's crouching medium kick, which is the super sluggish move, is plus on block. And you just had to memorize that. You just had to know. But in Street Fighter 6, that's not going to be as much of a situation because most of the time, 
when you have to worry about plus frames is when the opponent glows green. <laughs> if the opponent glows green during a drive rush and does a button, you're minus afterwards. That's like almost universal at this point. And so there's a lot more visual and a lot more consistency on when it's their turn, when it's your turn, etc., etc. So there's going to be a lot less memorization, a lot less uh, of the need for the mind. So there's going to be a lot more heart stuff. Plus with the drive system, giving you access to EXs from the very beginning of the round. No, they don't have invul DPs again. However, you start the round with access to three EX DPs right from the get-go. So even though you don't have a meterless EX DP, the thing about it is the only time you don't have access to an EXDP is when you're in burnout and life sucks already. So if you're not in burnout, you always have access to an EXDP. So even though the game doesn't give you invul DPs without meter, it really doesn't matter because you have it like all the time. And now it's a matter of do I want to risk burning myself out to use this last EXDP? And so it really changes the way that the game feels. Not having invul DPs is barely a problem anymore. And so, you know, there's a lot more heart-based stuff in this game. You know what? I'm just going to EXDP. I don't care if I go to burnout. I believe I can survive in burnout. Or I'm going to drive parent. You know what? I'm going to impact here. You know, there's just a lot more ability for you to make decisions on the fly with no frame data knowledge. All you have to know is that when the opponent glows green, like, okay, I'm in trouble. And that's actually really cool. I really, really like that. So they did a great job mashing the original heart style with the Street Fighter V mind style because I also don't want to alienate the Street Fighter V players. I do not want Street Fighter V players to come into 6 and be like, I can't play this game because this is nothing like what I learned in 5. If you are a frame data person, if you are a mind player, and if you were like, finally a Street Fighter game that appeals to me, you will still also be able to play Street Fighter 6, which is mwah, bueno, muy bueno, right? Uh, it's excellent. That is the my favorite thing right now. Uh, so yeah, 50-50 heart and mind right now. The body aspect is there. There's some awesome combos in this game, so eventually it'll probably be like 40-40-20, or something like that uh, once I start realizing how much body really is required in the game in terms of body is in terms of execution and stuff. Uh, Investigation Cone asks, was the battle hub in the open beta about the same as the, what the battle hub will be in the full game or do they combine fighting ground functions into the hub for the beta for convenience? That's my opinion. Like the fact that you can access ranked matches from the battle hub, I feel like was a uh, hack. <laughs> that they put into the beta so that you can get access to it. I have no basis on this theory. Like, I don't know why you would be able to access rank from the battle hub when you can't do anything in the battle hub. Like, you literally just have to stand there, right? Like, what's the point of being able to access ranked in battle hub if you can't sit at a machine or do stuff, except maybe you could run around and buy clothes or whatever, but that just seems useless. So I feel like once we actually get to the actual game, that the Battle Hub probably won't have the ranked stuff in there, and that will be only accessible in the fighting grounds. Again, I have no basis of this. We have no idea if I actually got a chance to see the full version uh, during that media blitz.
tablets. I don't know if that was something I would have been able to check out. We're all going to find out pretty, pretty soon. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it could just be for convenience, like Holy Sock said. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> you know, the crazy thing, Gundam Jehudi Kai, is the guy was right. Hold Perry absolutely was a, a valid answer. The problem with it was is he just didn't bother explaining it, right? Like, you know, if you're going to be like, you can hold Perry because the bug is if you hold back, for some reason you don't gain your meter back. But if you leave the controller in neutral, it works. And like, you can just explain that. <laughs> you literally can just explain that. Jesus Christ. Uh, who has the best low forward in the game? I say Jury. Chun-Li, I think, had the best low forward. God, Chun-Li's low forward was so terrifying. Uh, question. Why is there a debate if modern controls are bad for the game? Uh, it's just, uh, that's uh, a question asked by Canon Red BR. I don't know. For me, like, I look at modern controls and I still cannot figure out a reason why anyone would pick modern controls over classic unless you just have trouble with the execution. To me, there's too many downsides to modern, uh, especially, like I said, if Zangief doesn't have access to light SPD, etc., etc. There's already an 80% damage nerf to the special moves in the beta versions. We don't know if that's going to carry through to the actual game. But you're missing so many things, right? Like I said, Ryu doesn't have access to light Tatsu or heavy Tatsu. Doesn't have access to light donkey kick or um, heavy donkey kick. And light donkey kick is important because it combos after lights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, whereas the medium one does not. You're also missing a bunch of normal moves. Someone said Guile doesn't have his overhead. I believe Guile is missing the upside down kick. Kimberly is missing Crouching Strong, which is a wonderful... That is her best hit confirmed start button. Like if you actually don't hit... If you don't use that button, it's hard to hit confirm with her without going into a, 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 a accidentally very punishable sequence over there. So I just don't see why modern controls are people are saying we should ban them yes there's that combo assist where you hold like a, a shift button and you hit a button and it kind of does combos for you again i just feel like the more we can do to get people to play the game the better i don't think modern controls is going to be better than classic i don't think modern controls is going to turn anybody to win over players with classic controls that wouldn't win that you know, I just, I, th that, that, I, there's no way modern controls, in my opinion, is going to turn someone into a championship level player, uh, without having them be really, really strong, like unjustifiably so, uh, according to people who hate modern controllers, right? Like, there's just no such thing as, you know, I don't, I, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Even if it does, then we'll find out, and I'm sure they'll try to do their best to balance it, so. Uh, I mean, Ed and Street Fighter V was pseudo-modern controls. Yeah, that was probably their exper experiments with it. But, uh, yeah, and again, Ed didn't... Oh, well, Ed, did, Ed, and, Ed and Falk turned out to be great, but it took a while for them to be good, right? <laughs> it took them a while before they, before they got good, so... Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, I'm currently only answering Street Fighter 6 stuff. We'll talk about Combo Breaker a little bit later on. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Gundam Jehudi Kai, a lot of us have said that. You know, you say that Eris has a good take when he said if, if it was any other fran franchise, a game as disliked as Street Fighter 5 would have died. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question about that. Street Fighter 5, if it was any, by any other name, would have just come out and just went by the wayside uh i mean the the people who say people only played it for money and stuff like that i mean there is some truth to the fact that the you know it being the most prominent world tour and stuff definitely helped keep the game alive but to also be fair for street fighter 5 fortunately it lasted long enough to become an extremely good game absolutely a, an amazing game um Player count peaked at like 35,000 just for Steam. Uh, I couldn't find stats for console, but add Sony, Microsoft, plus people not in the beta at release count probably be... Yeah, it's going to be ins absolutely insane with how many people are going to play this game. So, um, Mortal Kombat is in the mainstream of Holy Sock, but my what, what I meant by uh, mainstream is I mean the esports aspect of things. Right. If you look at the number of people that play Mortal Kombat compared to the number of people involved in Mortal Kombat esports in FGC, it's like, like basically like you imperceptible fraction. Right. I'm just talking about the competitive. Let's watch the streams online side of things. Um, uh, yeah, the execution, in my opinion, comes from using DR for combos effectively. Yeah, that is true, Wake Up Super. Sorry, I'm catching up to some of the late comments here that I missed because I want to be staring at the screen the entire time. Um, the, uh, the one thing about using drive rushes for combos effectively is you don't have to be as fast as you think you do, except for drive rush canceling lights. Uh, I was having trouble drive rush canceling. I had a lot of mistakes that I would not get it out. And that's because I would just try to do it as fast as possible. For something like Kimberly Stan medium kick into drive rush, you'd be surprised at how slow you could input that and it still works. So one of the things that we'll learn as we play is not to... A lot of execution mistakes come from people rushing things or thinking that they have less time than they actually do. Uh, you could literally just be like button dash dash and like that timing right there is gonna work so I didn't have to go button you know mash the dash as fast as I could uh, like I was doing a lot of times causing me to miss it so you can do it very calmly uh, so I, I don't think that that's gonna be as problem as as much of a problem as we think it will be in the future uh, yeah, I feel sorry for the Capcom guys because a lot of those costumes in the Red Bull thing and a lot and some characters that weren't r r out there, etc., etc. It's a uh, <laughs> don't think there was some stuff that they wanted to have shown just yet. Uh, automatic breakdown of modern makes it look very scary. Yeah, obviously it can be very good, but uh, at the same time, I don't think it's going to propel people who don't deserve to be there. And and the other question too is that. Does that necessarily mean they don't deserve to be there because they use modern controls, right? If there's all these downsides to modern controls, but you can still play it, and you're giving people the ability who have the mind to play fighting games, but not the execution to play fighting games, 
doesn't that kind of mean they deserve to get to be able to play <laughs> fighting games? Doesn't that mean Modern Controls has allowed people who have been previously having trouble? And, you know, for a person like me, like, I prefer classic controls. I like the execution and stuff. And so there's really no reason for me to go to Modern Controls. Like, maybe Walk Up 720 might be kind of nice, but I don't know. We'll see. Again, that 20% uh, damage nerf is, is kind of a, uh, is a big deal. I wonder if in World Tour they'll teach the concept of combo canceling, buffer. I didn't realize you could do a 360 from any starting point until I watched you stream the other day. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, they don't ever really mention that, do they? That you can 360 from anywhere. That's what makes Zangief so fun, right? You can 360 from down back, from down forward, from back, from forward, whatever. And it, it's, it makes it really, really good. Uh, Nino Diablo asks, what is the bar above the P1's head in training mode? Uh, I, will, I will have a whole video on that, actually. <laughs> Dude, can you believe this? I recorded training mode tutorial... There's so many options in training mode. All of my raw footage that I've put together is over an hour long, dude. Oh my God, that's gonna be a, a pain in the butt to edit, but I will get that down and up on YouTube very soon. But basically, it's just a bar that shows you when your move is going to end. So when you see the red bar drop like this, as soon as the, the basically, it tells you when your character returns to neutral state and they can do something. Right, so if I hit fierce, I'm stuck hitting fierce and I can't do anything. And so that bar will fill up with red and as my fear starts to recover, it starts to drain. So it's just telling you when your move ends to help you learn the timing for links. And then you see that little yellow vertical line right there that blocks the end of it. That indicates the input buffer. So as long as you hit your button inside that little square that it creates, your next move will come out the first frame possible. Uh, that's what that is. So, uh, Canceling DP into Super on Player 1 seems easier in Street Fighter 6 for me. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, I have... So, LM, LAMG says, uh, I have ulnar nerve damage. My left arm has actual lag, and I still can't do the hard shit. Just need to spend more time on the lab. Yeah, maybe modern controls will be great for you, LAMG, and, and that's another reason why we shouldn't be banning modern controls from anything, is that, you know, to give people access to these kind of things. So, um, personally, my issue isn't really with DI. It's be easy to counter long run, but... It's punished for... Go oh, some characters not feeling nearly as punished for going into burnout. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Like, I feel like you, you life sucks when you're in burnout for everybody. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Thing that threw me off the most in the betas was throws. Yeah, throws have a long range and throws feel a little too good right now uh maybe maybe uh I, i'm not sure if i agree with that just yet uh i like how plus frames are kind of rare in street fighter 6 every character seems to have about two plus frame normals and so you really only have to memorize two and for the most part a lot of them are big swinging buttons <laughs> Big swingy buttons, you know, for example, uh, Luke's towards heavy punch and Ryu's standing heavy kick or his rocket punch, right? The, the, the little, uh, da the little uh, straight punch. 
those moves are plus, and so uh, it's it's usually pretty clear. Like the 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 ones that are uh, a little bit. Uh, off are like jury jury and uh jamie have medium punches that are plus uh honestly kim has one in her crouching medium kick but god good luck ever hitting anybody with that move jesus christ so um but yeah throws are really good (laughs) and i'm glad about that i like throws uh, what's the input for SPD on modern? No idea, Trini. I don't know if it's neutral special move, down special move, forward special move, or back special move. I have no idea. And if modern controls Zangief, like let's say it's only forward and special move, that's a problem because uh, in with the classic control Zangief, after I block a jump in, I do SPD to down back. And so if the opponent actually keeps the block string up, I block. And if they mess up the block string and put a gap in there, I SPD them. That's how I did it in old games. And so if you lose the ability to block an SPD at the same time, that's a huge nerf to Zangief. Honestly, that's a huge nerf to Zangief. Uh, Let's see. No, 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 no. Let's see. Are regular DPs fully invincible in six, or will they trade with normals? They trade. Regular DPs are not fully invincible. Uh, you have to spend the EX. Uh, there, it's just like Street Fighter Five. Uh, any other questions? Let's see. If you want to sit in training mode and wait for matches, isn't that what Fighting Ground is for? Pretty sure. Yeah, Fighting Ground's gonna give you that option. Uh, Fighting Grounds, they said, is just basically what we already know in Street Fighter V. Like, it's just that. It's the ranked while training, while waiting for ranked and casual matches, etc., etc. I would like to hope that they added a little bit more to it, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're already putting so much in the game that I'm not going to be like, you guys suck for not, you know, so... uh... Let's see. Losing good buttons is too much of a negative to ever pick modern. Yeah, uh, it's kind of scary to lose a lot of things. So uh, let's see. Playing the demo feels like Luke still really works well in modern. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that uh, P Wing Blade, that Luke was probably designed to be played in modern. Uh, he was probably intentionally designed to be very, very compatible with modern. Uh, I, I just because he's the new protagonist, and they definitely want modern controls to be very viable. So, uh, let's see. Um, people online got dynamic controls out of the quiz app. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> What's dynamic controls? Dynamic controls dedicated wham is you mash the button and the AI plays for you. <laughs> and it's only available offline. You can't play it online. So there's the, 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 the if, if you want to play online and try to get more seriously, you have to play either modern or classic. But if you're at Thanksgiving and your six-year-old nephew wants to play with you, 
and clearly they don't know what they're doing. They can just play dynamic controls and doesn't matter what you hit on the controller. All it does is it makes your character do what the AI wants to thinks that you should do at that range. So it'll make you jump, it'll make you attack, it'll do low forward fireball for you if it happens to connect, you know, etc., etc. It's just there for uh, trying to onboard people, basically. <laughs> um, let's see. Going on to the beta, I personally don't think... Oh, three out of five. Yeah, no, Wake Up Super, after playing it, like some of those two out of three matches lasted forever. <laughs> <laughs> it lasted forever. Oh, man. Uh, I can see that they adding a dash button macro in the future. You know, it's, I said that on my stream. I was like, you know, Guilty Gear has spoiled me because now I just want a dash button in Street Fighter 6. But I, I, you, don't, you really don't need it. Uh, again, the drive rush canceling is not going to be that bad. Does Street Fighter 6 have a charge training bar or something in practice? Not that I have found Holy Sock, although that is something that I have suggested a million times, million, million times. So I would definitely like to uh, have Capcom add that in eventually. So it was so sad going back to the demo. Uh, like I said, it's not that far away. In fact, it's actually frightening to me how close it is because I have so much more like content I'm trying to get on the YouTube beforehand. So, uh, is Fightbox good? I don't know what Fightbox is, Power Ranger X. You'll have to let me know. Hello, James. How was the connections in Battle Hub during the open beta this time now that more people were able to join it? Seemed great. Didn't seem like they had any real server overload problems. People were saying that, you know, they were playing from like East Coast to Japan just fine. Uh, I had people reporting that they were able to play super long distances really well. So it sounds like the, the netcode is amazing. People are talking about it like wizardry right now. Now, having said that, Strive felt that way during all of its betas as well. And then when Strive released, it, 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 it got inundated even more than they were expecting. And there was definitely some hiccups here and there. That's what's just going to happen when you get more people involved. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens on release. But hopefully, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> no one seems to be using or exploring drive reversal. It's just that it's very expensive. It's two bars. And so a lot of people feel like it's a, it's a waste of uh, meter. But drive reversals are very powerful against Kimberly. Uh, for example, that's going to work really, really well in against her. And people will learn. I mean, I, I still, when I play Street Fighter V, I always still feel like V-Reversal is a waste of meter, but I know it's not. I just haven't developed my, my V-Reversal game very well. People will learn with drive reversals. You know, oh, I block this, this, like Mika, you block her dropkick in five, and you're like, I don't want to deal with this mix-up, so you drive reversal it. We're going to learn the right things to drive reversal in Street Fighter Six as time goes on. There's just going to be like, oh, here's this stupid plus move. I really don't feel like dealing with this. So there's going to be a lot of that at, at one point. Uh, James, did you see how they displayed frame data on match replays? The numbers just pop on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that before, Lo Lord Skull Hell. And it is great. <laughs> it is wonderful. Marissa has the most plus frame moves, I think. Do we know that? <laughs> did someone count it in like the in, in one of the in one of the uh, media blitz videos and I just uh, didn't see that. So um 
Plus, frames buttons kind of felt like they have big pushback on hit, so kind of not that great. Oh, on block, so kind of not that great. It depended on the. It depends on the move, honestly. Like I said, it's gonna. It's gonna just depend on the characters. Uh, as a Zangief fan, I had so much fun playing Chun Li. The game is amazing, it, right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, the Ryu donkey kick. Dude, I fought somebody who just raw donkey kicked at me all day. And I was like, why is this a problem? <laughs> but, I mean, the problem the, the problem with it is if you bait it out and then you can whiff punish it. Oof. Yeah, like, Ryu is going to die. So, that's just basically what it is. So, um, the buttons and dynamic actually do different things. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Speaking of Street Fighter VI, asks Red Pecan. Uh, have you taken a look at a video posted by Red Bull today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Showcases a lot of the concept art. I haven't watched that video yet, but I've seen everybody talking about it. <laughs> I've seen everybody talk talk about it. Uh, the, so, Canon Reds asks, uh, The game feels like neutral is way more important instead of just enforcing your plus frames and good knockdowns that lead to itself like 5. What do you think? Especially considering a lot of people are coming from five. Yeah, I mean the most powerful thing is raw drive rush into attack Because if you do that you get Plus frames from downtown for one bar and that's scary But you see at the higher levels already that raw drive rush is very hard to get away with People have started reacting to seeing the green and just stuffing you from from coming at you, and it's about the same as uh, as the dash up risk in Street Fighter Five anyway, right? Dash into low jab gave you plus frames, and now drive rush into button gives you uh, plus frames. So it's very similar, but because they built it into a mechanic, people are gonna understand it better. Like in Street Fighter Five, when you're a uh, a, a moderate mo uh, a medium player like if you're not a beginner and not a pro like one of the weaknesses in your game is that you don't dash up at your opponent enough because it's just an absolutely viable way to get offense by having draw drive rush be a mechanic and be a very blatant way to do that uh, it becomes a really really powerful way to educate people how to move forward which is part of the footsies triangle right part of the footsies rock paper scissors and then on top of that you can still dash forward and press buttons now which is great because if the opponent is just looking for green to stuff then you can just raw dash so it just added another uh, mental stack thing to 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 kind of uh, watch so it, it made it a little bit better and so yeah neutral is really strong and honestly the most powerful way to get drive rush in there to plus frames is cancel a normal into drive rush but that costs three bars right it's it's super expensive so you better make sure it's worth it and you were doing the right thing uh, and you better make sure that you have enough meter afterwards to, to, to help you. So, uh, my only problem is that the beta is over, says Chulix Fightcade. Yeah, like I said, it's not as painful. Well, Justin was fighting Goichi online, Wake Up Super. That's because Justin it was in Japan. <laughs> he was literally in, in Japan. We tested West Coast to Australia and it was playable. Definitely heavy rollback, but it was playable. That's crazy, dude. That's that's really cool. There were a bajillion servers. There were a lot of servers, dude. There were a lot of supers. <laughs> so servers, I mean. 
Uh, fight box is that hitbox controller. Uh, I mean, if fight box is just another lever list, then should be fine. <laughs> should be fine. Um, I don't know what the difference between fight box and hitbox is. I'll have to look it up. Uh, drivers will be a strong when people learn how to force burnout. Yeah, if you block and have three bars and I can first burn, burn out on you, you better drive reversal. True. Uh, scariest matchup all you face this weekend? I, look, I'm just going to say it. I think Guile is terrifying, right? The fact that someone was saying that even like Mago and Sako were complaining about Guile already. I thought Guile was absolutely a problem. And, uh, you know, people complaining about Kim and saying how broken she is. Like, I felt like Guile destroyed Kim. Like, I felt like that matchup sucked. Which is fine, because that that that's archetype, archetype, whatever. But uh, I, I really honestly think Guile was the strongest character in the game right now. But it's going to take us a while to remember how to fight him properly. Uh, again, in old games, I already default to being very patient against him. And that's what we're going to have to learn. But the range on his buttons are stupid. His Sobot, his upside down kick, and his crouching medium kick, the range on those things are almost unforgivable. Now, of course, a lot of things are going to change when the actual game comes out, but I really don't feel like they're going to change much because I feel like the balance is pretty good. The only thing that I could really honestly say that I hope they nerf when the game comes out is Guile's Sonic Boom Loops because those were a little... Those were a little dicey, right? You just don't want to like that. That was th those are probably a little too strong. So they'll probably do something to nerf the guile loops uh, at some point in time. Uh, Kimberly was the most frustrating character for me to play against, but I feared guile more. Says Gundam Jehudi Kai. Absolutely, like Kim, I think is the ultimate scrub killer. Like when I fought a player who did not know what Kim was doing online, like I just ran right through him. I just like deleted people with Kim. Uh, but then as soon as I fought people who knew how to fight Kim, it was very different. Plus, Kim has a lot of knowledge checks. Like I said uh, on Twitter, if you block her down elbow in the air, she's minus. If you stand and block the down elbow, she's minus. But I did down elbow into jab, jab, jab and kept my pressure going every single time. One person jabbed me out of it and I was like, what? How did he jab me out of there? I'm definitely plus. And then I checked it in training mode. And I was like, I'm minus. <laughs> and so uh, there's going to be a lot of knowledge checks there. So if you block the down elbow, it's your turn. If you block down elbow, you could basically throw her, right? I, I can't remember now because if it is minus three, you can throw her. Uh, so again, for example, her towards heavy kick. If you block that towards heavy kick, all you have to do is jab and then DP, basically. So if you jab and she does the forward flip to try to go over your head, you jab her out of it. And if she does the neutral jump, you jab and recover in time and you can DP it, right? You can uh, anti-air it. And so really all she can do is bounce backwards or do nothing and land right next to you. So that towards heavy kick is not really a true, true mix-up. And then uh, things like, for example, when she throws the spray can in the corner, those are true mix-ups, but she needs that. Like, if you take that away, she's going to be useless, right? So uh, it's good that she has that. It's good that her normals are stubby. 
Uh, I was complaining about it all the time because that's just what I do. I, I get salty when I play fighting games, but I also know deep down inside my heart that if Kim had better normals, she would be broken. <laughs> so the fact that she suffers the normals like that, like I get mad when I play, and even though verbally out loud, I'm like, God, I hate how bad her normals are. In my in my actual logic brain is like, yeah, that's probably fair and good that her normals are not very good. <laughs> oh, man. What about tool assist and transist? I don't know what that means, Samurai Zoon. I, I, I don't know what you mean by tool assist. Uh, do you think Akumi will be broken in Street Fighter 6 like every other game? Uh, based off of how well they're balancing right now, I don't think so. Uh, I, they definitely know what they're doing really, really well. And so I'm really impressed so far. Uh, thoughts on DJ in this new game from what you've seen? Asks uh, it be Kaizen. Uh, I think he's... I think he looks scary. He's one of the one characters that I think is going to be one of the scariest faints are always like the easiest way to balance a character right if you want to make a character better give him a fake version of something that where the fake is actually really really strong obviously you can give him terrible faints and so it really doesn't make a difference but i always think faints are are, are really really strong and so dj just having all those faints looks terrifying the fact that i could normal cancel into the fake up kick so that I can do like a jump while you're still stuck in block stun. Like, I don't know how far it's gonna go. Like, I don't know if he's gonna have a normal that's cancelable that reaches far enough that if you cancel into it, you're still in the front. Or uh, if it always crosses up or whatever like that, but in the corner, it's gonna be scary. Do you have time to walk under him if he actually cancels a normal into the fake up kick? I mean, I the, that fake up kick is the thing that I want to play with the most. The most. Because <laughs> that thing looks so good. <laughs> that thing looks so good. Uh, oh, what's up, King Aggie? What's going on, dude? Oh, eight days, dude. Eight days. Oh, oh man. Uh, I also think, I personally think that the second best character in the beta was Chun-Li. I don't think people are talking about Chun-Li enough. The fact that Chun-Li, like, can guile because her up kicks are instant and her fireball's still annoying to deal with and she has combos for days and uh, she's fast and has good range. I actually legitimately thought Chun-Li was the second best character in the beta. I really, really did. Like, I would put Kimberly at third and fourth uh, somewhere right there with uh, Jury probably in that mix over there. But for me, it felt like Guile and Chun-Li were the two best characters uh, in the game. Because those characters... I mean, Chun-Li just had range. And she's fast. And she has uh, plus on blocks heavy lightning kicks that you have to actually learn to check uh, when she cancels into. And she has up kicks that anti-air that aren't a charge. She has a good fireball. Like, I really thought Chun-Li was uh, uh, scary in this game. Dude, freaking punish counter, crouching medium kick into flash kick, dude. Uh, waifu was so good for Guile, dude. Oh my god, I couldn't believe that worked. 
Like that I actually feel like might be something that should be nerfed, but we'll see, we'll see. Oh man. Um on the first beta, Gundam Jehudi Kai, uh well, on the first evening you couldn't drive impact through projectiles? What? Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that. Is that true? <laughs> Is that actually true? Brian F. was guessing devs over buffed booms, thinking the system mechanics nerfed projectiles. They did a lot of work to make sure the system mechanics didn't uh, nerf projectiles, uh, at least from the first beta to the second beta that they changed. So uh, he's probably right. They nerfed a lot of those system mechanics, and then they probably just left Guile's booms as were as they were. So it's probably a few things that they're probably going to try to nerf with uh, Guile a little bit. Uh, Kim just cheats neutral if opponents are not ready. Yep. I found Kim easier to fight once I went into training mode with her for a bit. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. She adds 20 things to your mental stack. Not even really true, Dev Shin Peter. Like, people were like, it sucks. Like, she can teleport on the ground or in the sky. Well, only EX goes into the sky and only regular teleport is on the ground. And there's only one version. All three buttons do the same teleport. So if you see her spend EX meter, you know you're just supposed to hit a button and anti-air out of the air. And if you don't see her spend meter, you can just hit her on the ground. So it just depends on whether you can react to whether or not she spent it with uh, meter or not. Uh... So, uh, I mean, Stubby Norms, that low forward puts in some work. Yeah, but Kim's low forward was pretty... I didn't use it a lot. Let's put it that way. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you actually used that exploit for Kim to activate her super buff? I never actually even tried it because I figured it's going to be gone by launch, so... Uh, Canon Red uh, asks, do you know if Cammy's hold specials are done af after holding the button a bit and then releasing it? I think it's just by holding them. I think once they get charged, they'll just come out instantaneously. I don't think they're going to turn her to Luke. But, again, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, if Kim puts you in the corner, you die. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> Uh, eight days, eight days, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, it should be ten days, right? Ten days, it comes out on the second. So I think it should be ten days at this point in time, so. Um, I think it's good. Guile and Kim were top two, then Chun and me. Yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of people thinking Kim being top two is just because nobody knows how to fight her. Uh, I think she's actually, there's a lot of things that you need to lab with her and figure out for her. So, <laughs> interesting. Beta went down for maintenance when you got kicked out and then afterwards you could DI through projectiles again. Wow, I didn't even know that that was a, a thing. That's crazy. Uh, balancing is going to be tough for the dev team. Yeah, but again... When Street Fighter V first came out, they had no idea what the game was supposed to play like. Because Street Fighter V at launch was just not Street Fighter IV. It's really what it was. They didn't know what they were doing. Clearly already here in Street Fighter VI, they already have something in mind. And they kind of have a good grasp on how to play the game uh, already. And in fact, when you watch the dev matches, like they drive Perry everywhere and do all this stuff. And 
it seems like that they know what they're doing. And like I said, uh, one of my favorite things was that I played against Nakayama and Matsumoto-san at Capcom Cup. They know how to play the game. So they're going to be pretty smart about how to balance the game as well. Um, plus, another thing is that, you know, we're going to be jumping headfirst into this game and people are going to be finding a lot of broken shit they're going to be able to react to the things that we find as players more intelligently than, you know, at the start of Street Fighter V, right? Street Fighter V, towards the end, obviously, when Matsumoto Nakayama-san took over, they really understood it. In fact, the definitive patch was, like, one of the crazily greatest patches that I had ever seen in in Street Fighter V's history. The, obviously, the biggest problem with it was that Luke was a little too strong, but, you know, they even nerfed Luke a little bit after the definitive patch. <laughs> Dude, Capcom survey made me Blanca, and I just closed it. Like, I was so angry that it made me Blanca. <laughs> I was so angry that it made me Blanca. <laughs> Oh, man, I was so mad. Uh, I didn't even post it onto social media because I was so upset. I was like, Blanca, and I just, like, closed the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got Blanca just off that fort instantly. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I was I was so butthurt about it. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, so now it looks like I've caught up to the original time. How do you know when to drive rush out of normal? Because I feel like I don't know when to use it or end up just losing three bars out of nothing. That's a great question, the Doughboy. That's a great question. Um, again, if you have a full bar, drive rushing out of normals for block during block stun is very powerful because it lets you get in. So it's in other words, if you want to get the party started trying to cancel a normal into drive rush on block is very, very powerful. And if it hits, a lot of times you can then just go from what you were doing and confirm into a combo. So that's a really good place to do it. The other time to do it is when you get a big combo, you just want to judge um, judge how much meter you have. So a lot, a lot of people can do rod drive rush in combos. Those ones are fine because that's only one bar. But for extending combos, uh, a lot of the times it just depends on how much meter you want to spend. So a lot of players, for example, if they really, really want to get the party started, they would raw drive rush, which would cost one bar, into crouching medium kick into drive cancel. So from half a screen away, I could drive rush, go crouching medium, can we hit you drive cancel, spend four bars, and then start getting the party started basically at that point. Once you get a hit, though, you're like, I can't drive cancel again because I'm going to go into burnout. But if I'm going to kill, then, of course, you're going to choose to do it. Uh, otherwise, if you just land, like, let's say, a cross-up or something like that, you go into a combo. If you have a full bar, use the drive rush to extend your combo to do as much damage as possible. But again, this is one of the things that I'm going to love about this game is that the way that the game is designed with the drive system, with the ability to choose when to do it and there are going to be players who are going to be like fuck it i'm just going into burnout because i can survive in burnout i'm that good and there are going to be other players like you know when i go into burnout like shit just falls apart i'm going to be super conservative with my meter and i'm going to i am going to like fa i'm just going to fawn over that like all day 
because the fact that that this is how I've wanted to make a fighting game all along. I wanted to make a fighting game where resource management was going to be a massive thing because, you know, you see some people, as soon as they get a paycheck, they buy exactly like, oh my God, I got a paycheck. Let's buy Jordans right now. And, and then you're like, how much do you have in the savings? They're like, nothing. And then there's people who are like, you know, I got this paycheck. I don't want to buy this $5 thing because I need to save as much money as I can. Like you have the different personalities and the drive rush is really good. The drive gauge is really going to emphasize that kind of mentality. And I'm super excited to see which players end up being the, the, the drive gauge, drive gauge, yay. And which people are just going to be like, don't touch my drive gauge. Like I can't wait for that. <laughs> I can't wait to see how that's going to work out. So... Um, honestly, the Doughboy, it's really going to depend on you, and it's really going to depend on your character, and it's really going to depend on the, the situation as well. And again, that's another thing that I love about it. So, you know, how do you know when to drive rush out of normal? The frightening thing is that there's no answer to that because it's just, it just depends on the situation, where you are, who you're playing, what kind of person you are, etc., etc. There's so many factors involved with it. And that's what's really, really cool about it. But for the most part, if you're using it, it's to extend a combo or it's to get parties started, right? Because like I said, if you drive rush cancel into a normal, you are plus on block. So if normally if I did, for example, Kimberly standing uh, medium kick or crouching medium punch, I'm minus on block so the opponent can challenge me. But if I do stand medium kick drive cancel in the crouch medium punch, now I'm plus on block so I can go for throw mix-ups, etc., etc. I did see someone ask me in the chat, and I don't know why I accidentally skipped over the question because I saw it earlier. Someone asked me, what do I think about the throw loops? The throw loops are scary in this game, and they're kind of frightening, and I, I'm going to be curious to see if they keep that in there. I saw some tweet from somebody saying that they took throw loops out, and I don't know where they got footage from that showed like someone getting up faster after a throw, so I don't know if the throw loops are going to be gone. Uh, I definitely won a lot of fights with Kimberly in the corner by throwing dash throw, dash throw, dash throw, dash throw. I just said fuck it and I got like four in a row and I won. Uh, so we'll actually see how that if that if that stays because it is really really scary having those throw loops like that. But again, if you take away the throw loops, then throwing in the corner and getting a punish throw mid screen are not going to be as rewarding, and that's going to be the interesting part. So maybe what they can do is make it so that punish throw actually keeps you on the ground longer, so that you can get a throw loop off of punish throws, but maybe regular throws in the corner will have the opponent get up a little bit uh, faster. Uh, Kimberly in the corner is absolutely the scariest thing in the game right now. I, I, I don't, like, as a Kimberly player, and as a person who famously downplays my characters, I don't think there was anything scarier in the Street Fighter Six beta than Kimberly with you in the corner. Like, when Kimberly got you in the corner, like, I turned rounds around like that. Like, I would be like, I am down 90 to 10%. And then I got one thing into the corner, and then phew, game was over. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ryu should not get throw loops mid-screen, Canon Red. The only way he can get throw loops mid-screen is if he spends money on the drive rush. Money, I just said it. Uh, if he spends gauge on the drive rush to throw loop you so it's not free, or if you are not back rolling. 
in this game, if you get thrown mid-screen, back roll, back roll, back roll, back roll, back roll. Please back roll. Don't ever get up in place. Don't ever get up in place unless they change things in, in when the game actually comes out. So we'll see. Um, jury putting you in the corner was pretty damn scary, too. And Chun, too, because she had all those freaking head stomp shenanigans when she got you in the corner. I was like, what is happening? Also, drive rush into the stupid little overhead kick. The momentum on that looks so weird because, like, she drive rushes into it and you're like, wait, something doesn't make sense. And she starts to leap up and I swear it looks like then she just kind of goes and then just kind of ends up in the cross. I got hit by that so many times in neutral because it felt like it wasn't crossing up. Dude, it was scary, dude. Yeah, so again, Blue Fire, the runs are all, like, so one thing about Kimberly, I'll tell you about her runs is none of them are safe. Like, obviously, the light kick one is plus on block, so when she does a little up kick thing, but if she ever cancels into a run, you can check her every single time. Like, people who mash will destroy Kimberly when she tries to do those run stuff. The only way Kimberly can stop somebody from mashing while, run, while do, canceling into a run is to run into the slide. That's a frame trap. So if I did stand medium kick run slide, that would actually beat your mashing. Problem is, run slide is super punishable on block. So it was a hard read for me. So every time I canceled the run, if I got checked, then I would frame trap with the slide. But uh, honestly, if you see her cancel into a run, your best option really is just to start hitting buttons, hit your fastest buttons. Now, obviously the problem is if you do get hit by the slide, the corner carry on that is great. And she's plus 47 off of that, which lets her set up the spray can if she is in the corner. But for the most part, it's still a safer option to take the slide and stop her run stuff. So, uh, yeah, the air down medium punch stuff, again, also extremely strong. I killed everybody with it. But as I said, down plus medium punch is minus on block if you stand and block it. A lot of people didn't know that. And so every time I did down medium punch in the air and they blocked it, I would just jab, jab, jab afterwards. I would just steal a turn. But it's minus on block. If you block that elbow, you start hitting your fast buttons. The only way she can stop you there is to actually EXDP. So, again, there's that super high risk option for her. There's a lot of things that Kimberly did that people were letting her get. She was getting away. I was getting away with straight murder in a lot of situations. So, uh, you have to be aware of those kind of things like that. So... Uh, I had trouble dealing with that plus flip kick from Ken. People straight up throwing that out in neutral and like Mika drop kick without the charge. Yeah, uh, it is jabbable out of the air. So uh, definitely just, again, like drive impact, you just have to know it's one of his options. And when you're in that optimal range, your mental stack has to change so that it becomes an available thing. Now, of course, that makes it really scary because now drive rush, raw drive rush, raw dash, jump, throwing out heavy punch, everything just kind of destroys it. So um, it's very scary. <laughs> Let's talk about Jamie. Let the man stay drunk between rounds. <laughs> uh, I think Jamie is better than people say he was. But, I mean, obviously... Players like Brian F. And, and Automatic were complaining that he was definitely had a lot of weaknesses. And so, yeah, for sure, he's probably was one of the weaker characters in the beta. I'm sure they'll buff him up a little bit. We'll, we'll see what happens. 
Oh yeah, Drive Rush beat it cleanly. Drive Impact will beat that move completely. Ken's leaping kick. And I even, when I was in burnout, people would always do like strong fierce into that move and I just level one supered it every single time. Uh, honestly, maybe if you only lost a certain number of stocks. Yeah, I mean, maybe if it just dropped by one in between rounds or something like that. But uh, the problem is when he does have, uh, when he has the, uh, not booze investigation cone, energy concoction, <laughs> whatever it was that he called it, um, uh, I think he's really scary. So I think he's really, really scary, to be honest with you. But again, is he as scary as some of the other characters? Probably not. Um, but uh, I do think that uh, once the game comes out, the official release after the day one patch, I'm sure he'll be a little bit stronger. <coughs> um, so uh, let's see if anybody else has any questions about this like anything that you would want to like hey going into the game when i start playing it on june 2nd like how do i what should i etc etc any other questions um <laughs> this game was version 0.2 the demo was 0.9 really I don't, I don't think i noticed that red pecan that's actually really really cool uh i saw some people use drive reversals some people would use drive reversals on my kimberly which was really smart uh because again she's really scary uh because of that so um uh drive reversals really shut down a lot of what she does uh R raya lion asks i'm a new player what should i focus on first when i don't have a main and completely new to fighting games uh what you should uh, focus on raya lion as a new player is subbing to youtube.com slash ultra chen tv hopefully i will have some stuff that will help you <laughs> But yeah, uh, playing World Tour mode is a good recommendation. But uh, honestly, the, 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 the number one advice that I will tell you, Raya Lion, is focus on movement. That is always my number one fundamental thing. Focus on movement. Do not mash buttons. Understand the economy of buttons so that uh, you want to press buttons only when you know why you're pressing buttons. Otherwise, focus on walking dashing and playing street fighter is about understanding the distance between you and your opponent and so you want to learn how to play the game like a dance so if the opponent move backwards you move forward they move forward you move backwards you want to base where you are on screen on your opponent's position uh, to maximize your character's strengths and so don't focus on pressing buttons focusing on understanding how to move your character first and foremost but otherwise sub to youtube.com slash ultra chen tv uh, i will be posting a lot of educational content on that channel uh, that should be able to help beginners uh, and for character choice yeah pick a character you think is badass if you can't pick find one to pick just pick ryu <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I have a lot of old school tutorial videos, Karn, but I'm going to try to put about, put out a bunch of new ones as well. So uh, that's the idea. Um, any other, any recommendations on making a schedule to practice? Like how to efficiently spend time in the game? 
That's a great question, Ryan Lyon. Uh, it really depends on how you learn, though. Uh, some people learn by doing. And so just going into ranked and just playing ranked and getting your ass kicked and just keep playing ranked, keep playing ranked, will help you learn really well. A lot of people will do a lot better by training mode characters like you know i come from the arcade era so you feel like i would be the best player at just jumping into the game and no i'm awful at that i want to know what i'm doing with my characters so i when i start the game i'm going to be spending a crap ton of time in training mode uh, to figure out what my characters do now obviously as a veteran i know what i'm looking for right away and so i'll be able to take that and jump into a match right away really quickly um but basically what you want to do, uh, it just depends on how you learn. Uh, if you're a person who likes to research things, training mode is going to be very, very important, Raya Lion. So uh, I don't care who, how you learn or who you are. Training mode is going to be one of the most important things. If, 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 one of the things that I always like to tell people, and I said this uh, in a stream recently, like if something is blowing you up and you can't beat it and it feels broken but you don't see it happening at high levels, there's a counter for it. It's clearly not broken. There's a way to stop it. And that's one of the best ways to understand fighting games. There is a way to stop it. If there isn't a way to stop it, top players are going to abuse it and you'll see them do it over and over and over and over and over again. If you don't see at the highest level play, there must be a reason. It's because there's a way to stop it. So if you come into a fighting game and when you play a fighting game, if your mindset is correct and that you understand that there is a way to defeat just about every option in fighting games, that'll help you learn a lot easier. <laughs> that will help you learn because now your brain won't default to the, what the fuck, this is broken, I hate the shit. It will now go to, how do I beat this? And that alone right there is going to be the difference between growth and non-growth. For me, for example, I have to verbally complain and say everything is broken and this shit is stupid. And then I will go and do the research. <laughs> because I am an emotional human being and I'm just going to get mad. <laughs> That's how I am. Uh, but for the most part, as long as you understand that there should be a counter to everything that happens in the game that helps you play the game and helps you learn a little bit better. So if anything seems like it doesn't work or something seems overpowered, research it in training mode. Training mode, training mode, training mode, training mode, super important. Training mode, super important. And yes, as Amazing Chess says, Street Fighter VI training mode is ridiculously good. Very strong. Very confusing. But hopefully, again, subscribe to youtube.com slash TV. Hopefully, I will be able to help you solve the training mode complexity very soon. <laughs> yeah, Asuka's out uh, two days. I think he comes out on Thursday, right? So yeah, Asuka's coming out uh, for Guilty Gear. He's coming out right away. So uh, I am a beautiful person. Thank you for answering my questions. Won't be the last time, I'm sure. Yeah, Ryan Lyon. Also, follow twitch.tv slash jchenzor because that's where I stream my matches on stream. And a lot of the times, anybody who watches my jchenzor stream can attest to this. Someone will ask me a question while I'm playing ranked, and I will just jump out of rank, go straight to training mode, and then spend like the next 40 minutes 
like explaining something to somebody because I just like educating people. So I definitely am down to help. So if you ever have any follow-up questions, Raya Lion, just jump over to twitch.tv slash jchenzor uh, whenever I stream and just come and ask some questions. So um, uh, I was watching you play Kimberly. Oh, okay, so you were watching and that inspired me to potentially have her as my main. Okay, cool, cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yeah, Kimberly's. she's so fun. She's so fun. Like I said, I get mad and I complain about her normals being stubby, but God, like I said, I know deep in my heart that if her buttons were better, she'd be so broken. And so like, as much as I complain about it, I know it's justified. <laughs> Uh, and I get to feed cats too. Uh, why do I have two different Twitch channels instead of all on Ultra Chen? Uh, just really unfortunate occurrence, Holy Sock, uh, in that uh, Ultra Chen TV was going to be the joint thing of me and David. And then when Sejam and Tasty Steve joined Ultra Chen, we decided that uh, we were going to have Ultra Chen TV be where we streamed together and we would have our own individual channels that we streamed by ourselves. And so I created twitch.tv slash jchenzor and I worked really hard on that channel. You know, made the logos, made my own layouts, did all this stuff. I built up some good subs on that channel and everything like that. And then uh, Steve and Steve left, and then it was just me and David, and David was like, why not just stream on Ultra Chen? It makes more sense that way. And I was like, I already put in a ton of work into my Jay Chensler channel. Like, I don't want to just abandon it all of a sudden. And then, of course, eventually David had to leave Ultra Chen TV uh, due to, you know, work conflicts and stuff like that. Conflict of interest, I should say. So uh, I decided that uh, I was going to keep the Tuesday show going with it was Tuesday now. And so I just kept running that. And now uh, I just have two channels and I'm really honestly not sure what to do about it. <laughs> uh, uh, is it too late to consolidate? Would that be better for the growth of your brand? And see, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. I don't know if the Chenzer Dynasty or if uh, Ultra Chen TV has a stronger brand right now, honestly. Uh, Tubo left because he kind of uh, retired from FGC and really wanted to uh, become a full-time Rumbleverse streamer. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, we know what happened to Rumbleverse. Uh <sighs> So yeah, so uh, that's that's the situation that we're in at this point in time. So, um, that's kind of where I am right now. So, in any case, I've been streaming for about an hour with the questions here. I do have a couple of other topics to to, to get back into here. Uh, right, both channels have too many years behind them to get abandoned. Exactly, and that's the problem. So this is the podcast channel. And then all of my streaming is on the other channel. So uh, SNKY Octo Gaming says, not going to lie, I started following Ultra Chen TV and didn't have any idea that you had your own channel. Uh, your tutorials on Kami helped me greatly in USF4. Yeah, one of the nice things about it is that at least there's only one YouTube channel. <laughs> Everything is only just on the one YouTube channel. So no matter what, it's it, it works. So... <laughs> 
Right, and that's the thing, Guts. Ultra Chen is a bigger brand because it's been around longer for sure. Uh, also, the other thing that I had no idea until just like a couple of weeks ago was that nobody was seeing my going live tweets. This just absolutely blew my fucking mind that nobody was seeing my go live tweets because apparently if you put a link in your tweet, it doesn't show up on everybody's timeline that has the, has their Twitter set to uh, for you tab. If you know, if you're not going by the uh, chronological order tab, if you're using the curated for you tab, anything that has a link will not show up on the for you tabs. And so every time I've been saying I go live and I put the link there, none of it showed up on anybody's timeline. And so I started changing that and people are like, yeah, I've never seen these tweets before. I've never seen these tweets before. Wait, you used to post go live tweets? I've never seen these. And I'm like, I've been posting this shit for like four years and nobody was seeing them. And I had no idea. I had no idea and I am so mad about it. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, no. So that's the other advice. If you're using the For You tab on Twitter, stop. Stop. Use the other tab. Only use the chronological tab. The For You tab is garbage. It turns it into Facebook, and it fucking sucks. Use the chronological tab, please. Please, 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 please. <laughs> please. Uh, Acid Brad asks, so you labbing Cammy hour one? Zangief is first. As much as I love Cammy and as much as I want a player, like my hype levels for Zangief are off the charts right now. But I will lab them both on day one for sure. I'm going to try them both out and just see what's going on with the characters. I'm so excited for Zangief, dude. Oh, God, I'm so excited for Zangief. Like, you can't, I'm like shaking with how much I want to play that character. Oh, my God. I just, ugh. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, again, Geef with modern controls will be kind of scary, but it also depends on how much access he has to his SPDs. Uh, so, for example, uh, if they make it so that he can do still the original SPD input with the three buttons, like Ryu can with his fireballs, then he will be very good in modern controls. Uh, with the ability to SPD with all three buttons. Uh, because if you only SPD with one special move button, if that isn't the light version, you're going to lose all the range. But if it is the light version, you're going to lose all the damage. And so there's going to be this big trade-off with him. So it's going to be really interesting. It just depends on how they design Geef. The way Modern Controls works, Geef in Modern Controls can be extremely scary but he could also be extremely weak at the same time. The Street Fighter account posted a Manon clip. Uh, interesting. Okay. One button SVD is going to be really good, but it, it also depends on how they balance it as well, right? So if I was playing Super Turbo, like one button SVD is the most broken thing in the world. Like, just bar none. Bar none. 
one frame grab with the range that it has. One button SVD and Super Turbo, game over. Game over. <laughs> if the modern SVD is the HP version, then that is definitely a very, very uh, balanced, checky kind of thing for him. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one button 720 supers at that point. Yeah, that'll obviously be very, very, very good, but that's also a level three as well. And again, if you play against the modern controls Zangief, you just know that's an option. And so you're just going to have to keep that in mind a little bit more and get away from it. So the hardest thing about modern controls, honestly, is that when you play online, you'd better make sure you pay attention to whether your opponent control plays on modern or classic, which I did not do during the beta. But you have to pay attention to that because if you do, it changes how the character plays very, very drastically. So that's one thing. You're going to have to learn how to fight both versions, right? So uh, you're going to have to learn how to fight a classic version of a character and a modern. It's almost like picking isms uh, in, in, alpha th in, in Alpha 3. You're going to have to learn how to fight against both of them. Uh, because uh, on modern controls version, you're going to be able to get away with a lot more things. If Guile doesn't have his upside down kick in modern controls, like, you are so much less scared to go for throws on Guile or for him to try to upside down kick you at point blank range to counter hit your throw attempts. You just don't have to worry about that as much, right? So it's 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 just going to be really interesting. Yeah, start calling characters C Ryu and M Ryu. Like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I know you're going to help so many beginners start their fighting games journey with Street Fighter 6. I'm excited for your educational contents potential. Thank you, Shayan. It's just all about my ADHD and how much I can get myself to do the shit that I need to do. So I know Omega uh, Bill Murray last week dropped a huge sub bomb on me uh which again i appreciate shout outs to omega bill murray but you know again look the more support i get financially <laughs> the more it encourages me and spurs me on to keep doing the shit that i do <laughs> There are a lot of drawbacks to modern controls already for us to 613 i've already talked about a lot of them so um You've got the little siblings for dynamic characters, yeah. <laughs> Take my time. It's hard, Sifu Fat Dragon. In the world of content creation, time is money. The longer you take to do anything, the more money you lose. And that's just how it works, man. That's just how it works. It's scary. Content creation life sucks. Now that I'm in it, like I, I, like, I do not envy anybody who does it and when i tell when i uh see people want to get into content creation my answer is always why <laughs> it's kind of how i feel about commentary too people try to get into commentary because honestly why dude commentary is the most like broke life you can actually ever uh exist in uh are you ever too old to become a content creator hell no there was that one grandma who used to play God of War or something like that. She was a great content creator. <laughs> as long as you're entertaining and uh, and have a good uh, uh, hook, right? My hook 
is that I'm good at educational content, I'm kind, and I have the history of fighting games, right? But I'm lacking in a lot of other things. I'll tell you right now, being an attractive individual helps a lot. <laughs> helps a fuck ton of a lot uh, if you're a content creator, being an attractive individual or having a particular personality hook uh, is another good one, right? So like for me, my personality hook is that I'm super nice, even though you watch me play and I'm like, fuck this game, fuck this game, I fucking hate every fucking drive impact. Like, you know, but like, I'm also very good for educational content, but uh, I'm not like, I'm not like Eris, right? I'm not going to be able to be like Eris or, for example, if you anybody here who watches Mario Maker stuff, if you're if you're Carl Sagan, for example, like Carl Sagan is just absolutely like one of the most joyous people to watch. Uh honestly, like he is a he is great. <laughs> if you guys don't know, go find, I think it's Carl Sagan 42, I think is his YouTube channel. Just go watch all of his Mario Maker streams, and it's just so fucking amazing, dude. It's so good. But yeah, personality is a big hook as well. Yeah, Yipes has that magic to entertain people as well. So there's a lot of like tricky things. Do you think it's worth messing with modern or in my case classic would be the best bet because it would benefit me more when I was trying other fighting games? I play on a hitbox so I need to get the muscle memory down still and not fumble my buttons. Um, so yeah, Raya Lion, it really depends on what your future goals are. If you do intend to play multiple fighting games, go with classic, 100% go with classic. Although, Modern Controls is probably not going to be that far off from Project L. Uh, so if you wanted to learn uh, Modern Controls, you probably would be able to transfer over to Project L pretty quickly. Um, but if you wanted to learn a bunch of other fighting games as well, uh, I mean, it depends. Like Tekken, you're not going to have to worry about it because Tekken doesn't have any motion special moves. Um, it just really depends on what you plan to do in the future, honestly. Uh, Nino W says, by the way, James, I turned on yours and Tasty Steve's commentary in the SF6 open beta. It made my matches so hype. I'm glad. I'm glad people are enjoying it, honestly. Because, like, when they first asked me to do it, I really honestly, personally, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I was scared it wasn't going to be very good. And then the first time, uh, Alfonso, who works at Capcom, who's the one who hired me for the job and reached out to me, he was like, I really want to show you, because we got our lines recorded, and he's like, I really want to show you this. I want to show you the product of what we worked on. And he put it on, and I watched a video over Zoom, and it was me and Tasty, and I watched it, and I was, like, absolutely shocked at how good it was. Like, clearly, there are situations where I'll say the same thing, like, three times in a row. I don't have as many lines as everybody else does, so I get repetitive a little bit. But at the same time, I'm just going to say it like I felt like I did a really good job recording my lines. I felt like I did a really good job recording my lines because they they sound really natural. I was really happy about that. How much creative control did I have over my lines? And that was another great thing, Shay. I had 100% creative control over my lines. They gave me a spreadsheet that gave me all of the conditions and they wrote in all of the stuff 
examples. Like they had, like for example, you you've probably heard my line. You know, a prey is most scared when they're in the corner. Like it was definitely a lot less James Cheney the way it sounded, but they had a lot of lines that they had them all filled out. But I had Carta Blanche to go and rewrite every single one of them. So I went through and I changed as many of them as I could. And then I sent it back to them for approval. They approved of everything. And then we went through. Um, yeah, they let me use the CVS lines. They let me use the Alpha 3 lines. It was really crazy. I only had one pun in there. Uh, I, I actually was a conscious decision on my part that I didn't want to add too many puns plus because uh, I also know that because I was color commentary my commentary was going to be a lot more generic like if you notice I never have any character specific lines so as a result I didn't want to throw in puns that would sound wrong in situations where for some reason they didn't apply that was actually a conscious decision but the only pun that i gave myself was when you pick me as the commentator i say i bet you're expecting a chen reaction which was also a sneaky plug into my chen reaction videos but uh i don't make those anymore so whatever uh but that's kind of what i uh wanted to do so i wanted to keep the puns away a little bit and make it sound a little bit more uh, clear because the other thing too is that the beauty of a pun really honestly is the improvisation of it and that spur of the moment the first time you heard it and you go fuck James right like and then it's gone at that point in time but I felt like if I just kept making puns over and over again it, eventually you would just be like shut the fuck up <laughs> like honestly <laughs> so <laughs> It was literally a conscious decision for me not to put puns into most of my comments. So, um, but you know, maybe for my for a Patreon, you know, when people are in, when people inevitably are gonna hack the game, uh, you could record new lines from. You could pay me to record new lines on my Patreon. <laughs> And I'll put some puns in for you. <laughs> and you can mod them into the game. So, because uh, you know that's going to happen at some point in time. Uh. Oh, okay. In any case, um, thanks guys for tuning in. Obviously, if you're here on Twitch, don't go anywhere because I will be covering a little bit more of these topics over here. But um, uh, for those on you on YouTube, again, stay focused here on youtube.com slash TV. Got a lot more stuff that I'm planning for uh, content creation, for helping you learn, for beginner stuff. So uh, I'm going to be trying to help you guys all become Street Fighter Six experts as best as I can. So uh, definitely keep an eye out there. But uh, for those of you on YouTube, thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe. Leave some comments. Ask your questions about Street Fighter VI. I'll try to respond to the comments below as well and respond to them. Follow me on twitter.com slash jchenzor so now that you can actually see when I go live with my streams. Uh, and uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy all the stuff that I've got planned for you guys. Street Fighter VI coming out very soon. Really excited. Uh, and I can't wait to keep doing all this content here, especially with the It Was Tuesday podcast because uh, fun stuff here. Love chatting with you guys. And for you guys, the day 
that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs>